0: What is up? Uh, the Leafs combo is back in business for July sixteenth, two thousand and twenty. I'm Norm, along with Mike. Long time no talk, Mister Rogello. The twenty four team tournament, the twenty four team experiment, is like two weeks away. Are you ready?
1: Uh, good afternoon, Norm. Yes, I'm quite ready. I've uh, been following and covering the, the training camp or summer camp, as they're calling it, uh, at the Ford Performance Center. The Leafs are getting ramped up towards a, you know an exhibition game and the uh, first round or play-in round against Columbus. And I think everybody who is jonesing for hockey will be very excited to see, even though it, there won't be any fans, they'll be very excited to see it at the beginning of August. What are you expecting to see when the puck drops? It's I think it's going to be a little rough because in spite of the fact that they've been in Phase 2 since uh well, since probably going in, going back to last month and phase three of training camp since July 13th, you know, it's not game conditions. They're going to be in, going into one exhibition game, which I would highly doubt that they're going to play everybody. You know, I, I wouldn't doubt that they maybe sit a guy like a Tavares or Matthews for fear of them potentially getting hurt or, you know, split the goaltenders. It would be like a preseason game. I don't think Montreal is going to go sort of balls out, and I don't think the Leafs are going to do – do that as well because the game doesn't really count, Mm -hmm. but it's just going to be try to get up to speed. But I think when we see playoff competition, you know, that, you know, that the, the, that motor will get going, but the hands might not be there. So I think it could be some, you know, messy looking hockey for a while.
0: One preseason game, one game to get tuned up. And then it's a three of five, all of the anticipation for what could be a very, very tight, compacted, and quick in or out, Mike. We, we may not see hockey at its most elite until the fourth and fifth round. And at that point, it'll be up to four teams, then two, to, to show us um, that this entire thing has value. That's the, I mean, that's the risk. That's the reward. And that's the interesting part of this entire thing. We've never gone down this road before. And you're having players who've had so much time off, then back into business and in and out really quickly. It's going to be interesting to see the the caliber of play and just how good it is, how fast.
1: Yeah, it's not a perfect scenario. And there's going to be some rough patches. But, you know, the NHL has tried to adapt to what, you know, the realities are. They had to go into hub cities. You know, they have to have a compacted schedule because they need to get this done, you know, by the beginning of October, you know, with the anticipation of potentially a second wave of uh, COVID-19. We don't know if that's going to happen, but everybody's anticipating that. And if that happens, you know, we're going to have a – there's going to be a draft in early October, after the final, the uh, free agency will start uh, the second week of October, and then by and then by November seventeenth, we'll be back at training camp. That's so that, that's, that's the reality.
0: No, that's amazing. Yeah, that's the reality. So there's lots of hockey to come. This tournament thing is just going to be crazy and uh, experimental, fun, frustrating. This is the Leafs Combo Podcast, still presented proudly by Oakridge for Corey Parrish wishing us a great show in community. He boldly predicts the Leafs will handle Columbus. Matthias Viovi, new to the convo, new to the community, letting us know that he is here. Blues guy says this is his favorite show of the week. Uh, just like hockey, there's not much happening in the Leafs convo world. Um, so many podcasts, a lot of writers and broadcasters and people attached to the game, Um, have had their worlds shaken up and depleted the same way uh, professional sports have had over the last three, four, five months. I don't even know how long it's been, Mike. I'm kind of numb to it all. Um, I don't know if the tournament to come will be cathartic, but I think once the puck drops and that first goal goes in and that first intermission has come and gone, I have a feeling people are really, really going to gravitate to whatever the hell we're going to get. And hockey in any which way or form is better than no hockey. And we've had nothing for so long.
1: Well, it's sort of going from the frying pan into the fire because essentially, you know, once we get through the exhibition games, it'll be one for each team, you know, that day one, I think it's four or five games on Mm, that first day. The Leafs Leafs will play on day two and they'll get the eight o'clock primetime slot. Um, but it's it's going to be a packed schedule. I mean, they're playing the first four games if it goes that far uh, of the of the series against Columbus uh, between August second and August seventh. So four game four games in in five days. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. And now these players are rested because they've been off for most of the four months since the yeah. uh, league shut down. So. Um, you know, they'll be full of energy and I'm sure that will be reflected on the ice, but it's gonna be it's gonna be now a sprint because now it's a two-month uh, you know situation where you're gonna have to win 19 games to win a Stanley Cup, and that's gonna be tough.
0: This is the Leafs Combo podcast for Oak Ridge Four. Give us a shout out in community, leave a comment below this post, let us know you're alive, like the podcast on YouTube. Subscribe, tell your friends. Mike and I are about to ramp things up. It's been a couple of weeks since we last collabed, but we reflect what's going on. Trust me, the Leafs combo is alive and well and kicking big time. And as the the tournament unfolds and gets more intense, the Leafs combo will reflect that action. But we want to hear from you. Let us know you're out there. Let us know you're alive. Let us know that you still care about the Least Convo podcast. We feed off your energy and we give that energy back to you. So Nathan McKinnon, Ryan O'Reilly, and the exalted St. Matthews, Austin Matthews, all nominated for the Lady Bing. I think those are appropriate nominees, guys who just go out and just get it done statistically and don't f around too much with a lot of the other bullshit uh nice to see those guys nominated i've never really given a shit about the lady bing award unless alexander mcgillney wins it um but now you've got austin matthews in the mix that's a nice little nod for him but that's the kind of guy who also wins Rocket Richard trophies, Art Ross trophies mm-hmm. and Hart trophies too. Down the line for sure.
1: Yeah, the Lady Bing I was talking about this on the buzzcast today. The Lady Bing is almost um, almost a consolation prize for somebody who doesn't get nominated for the Hart and I don't think with the the competition of Drysdale and and McDavid and a few others that uh, that Matthews was going to get a, a Hart Trophy nomination, but he scored 47 goals, one less than the, than the winner of the Rocket Richard and Pasternak. So, um, you know, it's uh, – or, or, or Vetskin, I'm not sure which one, but it was 48 and then two were tied at 47. So it was a pretty tight race. But, you know, he only had eight penalty minutes, and uh, O'Reilly had 12 and McKinnon had 10. So we're talking about, you know, players that don't take a lot of penalties and get uh, a lot of attention from the opposing players, top checker and uh, I think Matthews is deserving of the award and I did uh, or deserving of the nomination now in terms of whether he's going to win or not I know I saw a lot of uh, chatter about you know the off the ice problems uh, that he had uh, during the offseason last summer which because most people perfect.
0: because he's perfect would, Mike. like you know that's which the thing like these guys are just they're in a bubble they're perfect they can't do anything that is untoward or may be considered a mistake and they can rectify and make amends for them. they're perfect Mike don't
1: forget. Well, well, what's I mean, most, most people have forgotten about it, but of course, you know, people, people bring it up and, of you know, the, the, the award was for gentlemanly conduct. So the, the, but I, I believe it's on the ice, not off the ice. And, you know, like I said, he didn't, he didn't get charged. He didn't, it was dismissed. It was taken care of. Um, I think we were all sort of past that. So should that be a factor on whether he wins or doesn't win the award? No, but, you know, does it really matter if he wins the award? No, I think he just gets recognition for having a great season. Um, and you know, maybe in the future he wins a hard trophy. But you know, forty-seven goals, and he's going to be the, you know, the leader of this team in terms of them, you know, going far in the playoffs if they do. So uh, it was a good acknowledgement for Austin. Maddie.
0: it'll be interesting to see how the lines come together. If it's a continuation of what Sheldon Keith had thrown out there prior to the shutdown. Or, you know, will he see something in training camp? And that one exhibition game, that one tune-up against the Habs that uh, will have him throw everything into the cooker and just mix it up uh, again. Mike, I was watching a Blue Jays inner squad game on Sportsnet the other day. Unbelievably riveting. My wife had it on. She loves uh, baseball. We're both baseball guys. Uh played in college and, and professionally. So when there's baseball on, I'm just going to watch. I actually like when pitchers dominate the game. And a lot of – I know our listeners either don't like baseball or want to see the big uh, big hits. But it was um, it was interesting and obviously unique and odd to to watch uh, these two inter-squad teams battle it out in front of nobody except for, you know, a few of the players who weren't in the contest behind the – um, the batter's box in the front row with masks on um, get used to it, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's going to be weird. I've watched some Yankees uh, summer camp stuff on the yes network and I've seen a few other teams and highlights of a few other, a few other teams as well. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird for us watching games in the Stanley cup playoffs with no fans. Um, but and and what what might even be more weird for the blue jays is the fact that they might not be able to play at, at rogers center but if uh, if the canadian government doesn't doesn't uh, change the rules you know because other other teams coming in would have to quarantine so there's been talk here in buffalo that the blue jays might play at Salem field for the entire year so we don't know what's going on there but thankfully the canadian government gave the nhl a waiver for the for the bubble uh, for the uh, hub cities, excuse me. And uh, it seems that they have a a handle on what's going on and, you know, hopefully, you know, we don't have too many things pop up in terms of positives and uh, you know, we get a a good contest with most of the players being available. And uh, I I think that's, I, I, let's just say this. I, I think anybody who wins the Stanley cup doesn't want to have an asterisk uh, next to it they don't want another team to have the excuse of saying well you didn't beat me sort of fair and square because David Pasternak was not in the lineup I think everybody wants to and I think that the, the, the whole uh, situation where the players mm-hmm. wanted seven game series they don't want an asterisk they want they're going to go through all this to earn a Stanley Cup and they want it to be a Stanley Cup that is a meaningful Stanley Cup
0: just play you have a choice if you don't want to play forfeit for God's sake just play. Do it. This is what this is what it is now, Mike. This pandemic has changed the game. And this is what it is. Play it. Win it. Move on. There's a draft. There will be training camp. And there will be another modified season to come. What do you want to do? Just sit and watch? Or uh, do you want to play a couple more points and we'll get out of here?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Just to touch on what you were talking about in terms of line combos, uh, it appears that Sheldon Keefe is going with familiarity, which is smart. Um, He reunited the line of Hyman, Matthews, and Nylander. Um, He has uh, Ilya Mikheyev playing with uh, Tavares and Marner. The uh, third line, what you'd consider a checking line, is Engvall, uh, Kerfoot, and Kapanen. And the fourth line is Two veteran guys in Clifford and uh, and Jason Spezza playing on the wings, yeah. in between Freddie Gauthier. Uh, defensive pairings pretty much the same: Muzzin Hall, Riley Cc and uh, and uh, uh, Travis Dermott and Tyson Berry. So I I, I think that it's it's smart to rely on the on pairings and lines that played together before. You know everybody wants to see Nick Robertson. I mean, of course they do, but. You know, it's an 18 year old kid who had a great year and you're not going to throw him into a Stanley Cup playoff situation. So I would highly doubt, at least to start the playoffs, he's going to get a look. But maybe down the line, if they go deep and there are some injuries, maybe he gets a chance.
0: Yeah. Uh, The Nick Robertson watch is on amongst a certain group of fans. The rest um, are more interested in just watching a puck drop and anyone being on the ice to contest it. Hey, Mike. You have to think that these guys, the players, are never mind uh, either being rusty or feeling like they're in a surreal situation compared to what they know, will have a difficult time playing a game without 19,000 rabid, screaming, lunatic, drunken fans cheering them on. You have to believe that it's going to be a bit of a shock for them and it's not going to be the same.
1: No, it's weird because I heard Mark, and this is talking about a different sport, but I think it's applicable. I heard Mark to talk about, uh, you know, how p- players are sort of, you know, sometimes are driven by, you know, the fans cheering or booing and that it's going to be weird and different for for baseball players in a situation where they're up at the plate to not have that yeah. crowd noise. You know, it, it'll be a little disconcerting to start because they're used to everybody screaming and yelling when they're up at, at, at the plate. And it's probably going to be the same thing for these players, you know, as they cross the blue line, you hear that crescendo of the fans, the excitement as, as you're coming in for a scoring chance. And it'll take a little getting used to for those players to not hear that. And Maybe it'll distract them a little bit, but I think they'll get used to it fairly quickly.
0: Could they not milk that sound, though, at it, just for fun? I mean, it's not really going to affect the broadcast at all. Do you think it's something that the players would entertain or maybe even have requested
1: there there is talk of the league sort of pumping in sound i I know that the english premier league has done that in terms of their broadcast Mm. i'm not sure what what they're going to do but there 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 may be some sort of effort to make it just not a bland silent situation i'm sure there's going to be goal songs and and music in between uh in between whistles so you know there'll be something but obviously you can't mimic what 19,000 fans will do
0: well it's either welcome to the jungle on loop or anything from (laughs) april wine
1: you make my dreams come true i'm sure the leaf fans will hope to hear that a lot but not really me because i'm sick of that sick of that song
0: mike tell us what you're up to where we can support you
1: well just writing daily doing updates of uh on training camp at hockey buzz and uh, you know it's a weird situation for media members because you know even if you're at the Ford Performance Center, you're not getting the the face to face access that we normally do. So everybody's on an equal playing field in terms of uh, you know what the quotes they're getting from uh, from the different players and from mm-hmm. Sheldon Keith, who's, who's held media availabilities uh, every day. Well, let me just say one thing quickly here. Um, yesterday, Paul Hendrick, the longtime uh, uh, host on Leafs TV, you know, in game host or in between periods host. Um, he basically announced his retirement, uh, his Off wife is Henny. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to, just have to say, I, uh, you know, in all the eight or nine years that I've had access with the Marlies and the Leafs, uh, there has been no greater nope. gentleman and chance. no, and no greater, you know, professional mm-hmm. than Paul Hendrick. He's always been helpful to me and I just wish him all the best.
0: And our six degrees of separation with Henny, I was one of his successors at CHCH doing sports. So I mean, it was him and Ken Welsh. I'm sure you would remember that Mike being located so close to Southwestern Ontario and the Golden Horseshoe. Uh, mm-hmm. I worked at, in Hamilton for two years. I started out as a videographer there and then did um, the nightly sports cast. And one of the things that stuck out to me uh, about what I was doing and one of the things that, you know, uh, impressed me, uh, in, in the most humble of ways was that I was on the same set that Paul Hendricks was. So uh, I wish him nothing but the best. The guy's unbelievable class act and um, he's, he's doing what's right in his heart and we, and we hope things turn out for him. And then perhaps maybe at some point we might see him uh, back on television where he belongs. Just wanted to mention that the podcast is still sponsored by Oak Ridge Ford. That is my place of employment. You know, I'm a longtime broadcaster. Uh, I did the last sportscast in the history of London, Ontario, and that was in 2017. Since then, doing a lot of stuff. Uh, I've worked at Oak Ridge Ford for the past year and a bit. July is ongoing. We're coming off the biggest month, June, the biggest month in the history of the dealership in terms of sales. We keep on going on at Norm at Oak Ridge Ford on Facebook, at the Leafs Combo on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Mike's on Instagram. We are everywhere. Rest assured converts and OGs the Leafs combo lives on and um, we haven't done much lately but we are going to progress along with hockey and we're going to be right there literally doing things every second day as um, this 2014 tournament slash experiment unfolds for Mike I'm Norm the Leafs combo is out